Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Thorne Dickerson here, Jeff Hathorne, Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Guys, NFL honors, they... uh. They are going to be presented February 8th, uh, a couple of days before the Super Bowl. And obviously, they give out the awards of, uh, you know, the Player of the Year awards. And, you know, obviously, yesterday, the Pro Writers Association, they gave out the award to Miles Garrett, and people were a little bit up in arms. But that isn't the, the actual one. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how that transpires. But we should do, and we are going to do our own version of it here on the Fan Morning Show. I'll start, and Jeff will go, and then Bechtel will go. We'll go through the Players of the Year awards and we'll do coach of the year as well we'll throw that in the mix so first let's go offensive rookie of the year i have none other than cj stroud jeff i know that you love that pick he's the only ohio state quarterback that's ever really done anything in the nfl <laughs> um but not mike tomzak <laughs> mike Tom, i like mike tomzak so i yeah, do too yeah i'm not gonna I'm not, not gonna talk down to him he did he did well mike tomzak did but cj stroud he, he did fantastic this year um, you know, obviously rookie quarterback and having a young football team, having a rookie head coach. And, you know, it really came on the scene whenever he lit up the Steelers, really. Uh, I think around the NFL, we're like, wow, like a Mike Tomlin defense traveling to Houston and C.J. Stroud does this. Uh, you know, he had some playmakers around him, Nico Collins, uh, Tank Dell, uh, Dalton Schultz. And, you know, the, he really did fantastic this year. And, and that's another domino, as I talk about dominoes all the time, to fall for next year and the Steelers having to – compete with somebody that is young and up and coming like C.J. Stroud. But Offensive Rookie of the Year is C.J. Stroud for me. Jeff? There's a part of me that really, you know, Puka Nakua is like the – That's a good call. He's like six foot nothing, a hundred nothing, but all heart. Fifth round pick. But it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Jeff stole my thunder with Puka Nakua. Broke the – rookie record for receiving yards in a season if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud and maybe those couple of games Stroud missed were going to potentially sway it into Kua's way. Texans were going to win what what two games without C.J. Stroud this year won a playoff game C.J. Stroud no doubt. Yep we're on we're on the C.J. Stroud uh, uh, train here okay defensive player of the year defensive rookie of the year sorry defensive rookie of the year is Joey Porter Jr. for me. Joey Porter Jr. I think did fantastic this year. Uh, you know, even whenever he had to travel around, uh, he wanted to travel around with the big time receivers. I thought that he was fantastic, and not only was he fantastic this year, the Steelers know that they have a guy for multiple, multiple years to solidify that spot uh, at the cornerback position. So JPJ is my rookie defensive rookie of the year. So he's my Steelers rookie of the year. 
I, I, Jalen Carter was too good. I mean, interior guy with six sacks, you know, had a number of tackles. Like, he – everybody wanted, okay, who could be the next Aaron Donald type? I mean, Jalen Carter, I, I don't like him the human, but he's a hell of a football player. Maybe it's because we saw him firsthand up close and personal. Joey Porter Jr. just played so well at corner. And Witherspoon, a guy who was taken fifth overall from Seattle, is another guy on this list. Will Anderson, really good player who was taken third by Houston. Porter's just somebody who is a difference maker for the Steelers' defense. When's the last time they've had this good of a corner with the potential upside of maybe going back to the 90s and Rod Woodson even? Could be the best corner since then for the Steelers? Ike Taylor. Ike was good. Ike just didn't, Ike hold, on to good. The, he didn't hold on to those picks. Right. If he would have. I mean, you'd be talking about jacket. Ike. Yeah. I mean, getting the jacket, right? Ike was pretty good. But, I mean, you're, so you're you're JPJ? I got JPJ. Okay, JPJ. Great upside. Yeah, that, that, that's what I obviously have. And you have Jalen Carter. Jeff, fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Defensive player of the year. Now, this is where, you know, there's going to be some turmoil. Um, I don't know if there's going to be turmoil in this room, but there's going to be turmoil whenever these NFL honors go down February 8th. Um, I have, obviously, T.J. Watt. You you read through all the stats yesterday, Jeff. And yep. and I, like I said, like I'm not the best at math, but that wasn't adding up to me of how Miles Garrett got the Pro Writers uh, Defensive Player of the Year award when T.J. Watt beat him in basically every single category. When T.J. Watt is not on the field and not playing for the Steelers, the Steelers' record is 1-11. That means that you are the most valuable player to your defense, to your football team. T.J. Watt is my defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons is a great player, and he is a difference maker with Dallas. Bland had a really good year. I mean, if you were doing it after 10 games and he had like seven picks, like it would be hard to say that he isn't the guy. Uh, T.J.'s my guy, and Max Crosby is second. Hmm. T.J. Watt is also my guy. He's the only guy to lead the league in sacks three times. And overall, Miles Garrett, one sack in his final six games. That does it for me why he shouldn't be the guy. Yeah, and, but he had pressure on the left side and the percentage yeah. of the time when it was daylight out that, you know, where he was able to get the quarterback to move to his left. We're making these stats to try to just find arguments instead of just looking at the ones we've always examined and, right. tested and just trusting and, our and, eyes. And some of those stats – are understandable. Yes. They they do show things, but come on now. Trust your eyes. T.J. Watt was the best once again. Offensive player of the year. Um, this guy was very durable all year. He had a previous injury history, but I think he scored in like, I mean, the majority and probably like 80% of the games this year. Um, can run between the tackles, can catch the ball, can run outside of the tackles, is the most valuable piece to his team. And that's Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is my offensive player of the year. I think he's a fantastic football player. Love watching him play. Can't wait to watch him on Sunday. All right, I got to ask you before we go farther. Do you have a different MVP than the offensive player of the year? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have said at week 14 that it's Tyreek Hill. Before he got hurt, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, he was he was on pace for two thousand yards. Like he was going to have a, a scary, huge year for a Miami team that seemed to be rolling, and then it just fell apart. He got hurt. Um, McCaffrey is a hell of a player, but Lamar Jackson's my offensive player of the year. Lamar Jackson might be something else later on as we go through these. I know that's what I'm saying, right. but Christian McCaffrey. I mean. What is that offense without him? And I know they have great weapons all over the place, all pros and Kittle, IU, Samuel, whatever. 
McCaffrey's the engine yes. that lets the train run. Look at you just not giving any credence to Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey is the guy that makes the offense go. I like Purdy. He's been fine, but he's not a difference maker that Christian McCaffrey is. He had a touchdown in, what, 18 consecutive games or something? Put it this way. I, I believe that if Brock Purdy, if something were to happen to him and Sam Darnold had to go in there, I think, think Sam Darnold could do the same job almost Brock Purdy. I agree. Throw it sideways and hand off to Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. Exactly. Christian McCaffrey is yours. Christian McCaffrey. Coach of the year. Mine is D'Amico Ryans. That is no, not biased because I played with him, but D'Amico Ryans did a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic job. This this is outside of postseason. This is just regular season. D'Amico Ryans right. is my coach of the year. Fantastic, fantastic job. Uh, a lot of upside going on down there in, in Houston. I mean, Dan Campbell did a hell of a job. Get Detroit back in the playoffs. And it's hard to take the postseason out of it as we stand right now. Like You got you to gotta think back, okay, before this because – D'Amico's team killed Stefanski's team. But Stefanski is my coach of the year, that he was able to hold all that together when their best player went out early in the year and they rotated quarterbacks. Uh, he made a great defensive coordinator hire. Um, Stefanski's my coach of the year. I'm with you, Jeff. They fired, what, their entire offensive staff pretty much? Van Pelt gone. I think they're, what, running backs coach also gone after what they did after Nick Chubb got hurt. It's tough not to pick Campbell. It's tough not to pick D'Amico Ryans, but Stefanski was what, on the hot seat coming into this yep, season if he was. didn't have a good year? And he provided a playoff berth. By the way, Joe Flacco had a huge end of the year. They like they were able to massage some quarterbacks that should never play in the NFL uh, to wins. And it's all on Van, Van Pelt that they didn't win a, a playoff game in Houston. Scapegoat. You scapegoat. Like, come on. Comeback player of the year. Now, I'm going to be probably looked at sideways whenever I name this person because DeMar Hamlin uh, is usually probably going to be the obvious pick here knowing that he came back and played football after what happened. But I am going to go with uh, within the rules of, I think, comeback player of the year is and somebody coming back from being down and not saying DeMar Hamlin wasn't down, but coming back and playing at a high level after they were not playing at a high level. That is Joe Flacco for me. Joe Flacco is my comeback player. Of the year. Not Baker. No, you're going to go Baker. Joe Flacco, it up. was just amazing. I, I just, you know, he's off the couch. He's, you know, I mean, he's a statue back there, and he goes out there and he just lights it up. I just thought that was an unbelievable performance by him. All these guys came back from adversity. Demar Hamlin came back from the dead. Yes, literally. And I don't say that lightly. Demar Hamlin is my comeback player of the year. Yeah, he died on the field, and it's very unfortunate, especially after seeing him not get that fourth down on the fake punt as well, which would have been a good story. Which wasn't because he ran the wrong. I mean, it, was, no, it, it was, just wasn't yeah, blocked it wasn't there well. for him. No, you got, you got to go Demar Hamlin just for the story and just for the fierce sake that he's alive and on an NFL team. It would be better, obviously, if he was playing and starting. Not the case, but he still deserves the award. All right, MVP, last award, MVP. Mine is obviously Lamar Jackson. See, I didn't, I didn't couch this thing where, oh, I'm going to go different <laughs> offense so I can get two guys instead of one. Lamar Jackson is my offensive player of the year and MVP. He's my MVP, too. Second time he'll win it. He was so good. So this year. good. So good. I'm so excited to see them play. And obviously, as the show goes on uh, today, we'll break down the, but, the matchups. I'm so excited to see him play on Sunday. Is he going to fall vic victim to, well, I guess Burrow did win one game against. Mahomes, but is he going to be Josh Allen where no one can get by Mahomes? That's why it's so exciting and enticing. Like, is this Lamar Jackson's year? We're going to find out in a couple of days if this is his year and if the Ravens really made 
you know, the right decisions. And obviously new offensive coordinator paying Lamar Jackson, giving him a couple more pieces around him. Um, we're going to find out. That's why this, this game is so enticing. This might be better than the Super Bowl. Yeah, honestly. This will be better than the Super Bowl matchup for sure. No no doubt about it. Well, I mean, well, if it's San Fran. And, and, yeah. And, I mean, it's not that it won't be a great story, but this matchup, these two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah this is what you want to I mean, see. With a, with a road – like – with Kansas City having to go on the road to win it. I know they won at Buffalo, but this is a little different. It's seven fourteen. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Coming up next, there's a team that is just very aggressive. Even though they fell short this year, they're very aggressive, and that should be the blueprint of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk about that next, but first, a Bechtold headline. Raheem Morris is the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. It was announced by the Falcons and also Carolina making a move. Dave Canales is officially the head coach of the Panthers after spending last season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and helping Baker Mayfield make it to the divisional round. It's expected that Raheem Morris could potentially bring Zach Robinson, the pass game coordinator, with the L.A. Rams, who was a potential candidate for the Steelers who they wanted to talk to for the offensive coordinator position over with him to Atlanta. Headlines, Papa Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com right now. Here's Doran. Look, I'm always tired. I'm always sore. I'm up at 3 a.m. every day. Guys, I had to call Dr. Darren Dubiak and the whole team at Body by AIM360. I needed my hormone levels checked. When I found out I had low T, it made so much sense. And listen, it's not just about taking a shot from their IVs to their food plan, their supplements. Everything was customized to me. That's the difference at Body by AIM360. Give them a call today, 412-227-9255, or visit their website, bodybyaim360.com. What up? It's Crowley here for the Hampton Beer Outlet. You need beer, and there's one place to go. Like I said, Hampton Beer Outlet, Route 8 in Hampton. They got the best prices around. It's not a dark and dingy beer distributor. No, 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 no. It's an adult playground. They got everything you want, over 1,000 beers in stock, domestics, crafts, local beers, even non-alcoholic beers. They got it all. Best prices around. Drive a little, save a lot. Route 8 in Hampton. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say, there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Doran Dickerson, Jeff Hathorne, Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Guys, there's a team that did fall short this year. They didn't fall short last year. Well, I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it. They got to the Super Bowl last year, and this year um, they fell short. They just, you know, imploded really throughout a portion of the season and then uh, went to the playoffs, got blown out, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And they are very aggressive all the time, and they've been aggressive for a while. Obviously, firing Andy Reid, firing uh, Peterson, and now they have Sirianni. And, you know, there was a port, there was a time, like, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or, or two weeks ago, that um, we were hearing that Sirianni was on a hot seat, that they could possibly move into a different direction. And whenever I saw that pop across the screen after they got blown out in the playoffs or they lost in the playoffs, uh, I was like, that doesn't shock me because I know how the, Steel, or how the uh, Eagles operate. And they are very aggressive, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency. Um, I, know, I think it was during the draft is whenever they traded for DeAndre Swift. And I was like, they're trading for him during the draft, and they're drafting Carter. They're drafting uh, Davis in like, this D-line. And they had you know, so many guys that it's like, you know. And then they traded for A.J. Brown the year before. And I'm like, man, they, they, they just make moves. Now – uh, in less than 24 hours, Vic Fangio and the Miami Dolphins, they part ways. 
and they hire Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator after firing uh, their defensive coordinator of this year, mo- making moves in the middle of the season with their defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, and I forget the other guy's name, the real defensive coordinator. So they hire Vic Fangio, who's one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. And now uh, I-, I believe that Kellen Moore is being uh, released of his contract duties of the Chargers, and they're going to interview Kellen Moore for their offensive coordinator spot. Um, the Eagles, whether they fell short or not this year underneath Jalen Hurts, uh, they took a chance on him as well. They are aggressive, and that's kind of how you have to be. And I feel like that that's a good blueprint for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And knowing that Andy Weidel was a part of that aggressive nature of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, I do expect the Steelers to make some noise and some movement this year. Some that we we're like, we're going to be like, oh wow, I can't believe the Steelers actually did that. They've obviously done that in the past two years a little bit, but I think this year is going to be a year where we're going to be like. Okay. All right. They're 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 really trying here. So it's knowing that line between being impatient and being aggressive, right? Like, because some guys, if you give them a little bit more time, they're gonna they're gonna turn the corner. But you have to be able to make that decision. I like that the Steelers are being more aggressive, and I I think that comes and that's what they were looking for when they brought Weidel over, not just to bring a hometown guy home mm. to reunite him with the Steelers. But bring some of that mentality, some of that mindset. And I think Omar is aggressive. I mean, listen, Omar growing up used to dream of this. Like, he used mm-hmm. to imagine this stuff. Like, when he was sitting around, it wasn't necessarily, oh, I, I'm picturing myself throwing a touchdown. It's like, I'm picturing myself making the trade that allow, that gets the guy that throws the touchdown. And yeah, I, for the mo- most part, I like the way that Philly operates, and I would rather make an aggressive mistake than wait too long. I think this is kind of a gripe that we have with the Pirates. Aggressive wins. Going for it wins. Yeah. Now, you might not come away with a championship, but Philadelphia went last year. They still have the pieces where they're probably going to be one of the favorites in the NFC again next year, especially with the moves that they continue to make. If you continue to go for it and continue to add, like, Swift, how is that deal even possible for Philadelphia? Right, that's why, why was uh, yes. why was nobody else just breathing down the necks of Detroit to try to acquire him? It didn't make that much sense. Philadelphia once again, Carter. They make nifty moves to just maneuver past everybody, and it seems like nobody even notices. And yeah. Listen, Miles Sanders was a good back, right? And 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 they were just like, yeah. you know what? Hey, like when Miles Sanders was with Philly, you know they used back by committee too, and he was he was obviously the bell cow, but like they still used other backs, and I feel like they used their resources very well. And this has to be like literally connecting to the Steelers. This has to be the blueprint. I mean, even getting you know, Devontae Smith uh, in, in, at a college and giving him uh, to Jalen Hurts so Hurts can feel comfortable. Just little things that I noticed that. The Eagles do. Or the um, A.J. Brown trade. A.J. Brown trade. I mean, they they, they really um, they get aggressive whenever they need to. And it did pan out last year. Uh, Bechtel, you got something here. But it did pan out last year because they made it to a Super Bowl. Steelers are being aggressive in who they're trying to find for offensive coordinators. Talking to a lot of guys. Tom Pelissero just put out that the Steelers are interviewing Texans quarterbacks coach Gerard Johnson today for the O.C. job. Seems like yesterday he played in the league. Yeah. He's probably was about yesterday that Gerard Johnson was like same year as me. Yeah, same year as me. I remember him from high school, and uh, I think he played for more teams than I did. I think he has a record. He played for I, almost everybody. And I, I, you know, I think Gerard Johnson. I don't know if I want him he as my for coordinator. Steelers, right? Did he play for the Steelers? I don't think, I don't think he, he ever was here. I think he was in the division with somebody, but I don't, Baltimore. Baltimore. But I don't think he was ever here. But I think 
he's a guy you could talk to to be that next level. You bring in a coordinator, and then you bring in your pass game coordinator or whatever you want to call it. Pittsburgh Steelers, 2012. Was he really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember him. Was it what? Just camp? Yeah, I think he was like practice squad or something. Yeah. That would make sense. So you're saying you're saying that you wouldn't I'm not I'm not ready to have a guy that was that's that young that doesn't have play calling experience, but he could be the guy to mentor Kenny Pickett for me. Absolutely. Especially someone that's bounced around the league that had to sur- find a way to survive and has that t- I mean it's like how many coaches, managers, whatever are guys that were fringe guys that had to work so hard just to stay in the league that become really good coaches. I think Johnson has a potential because of his background to be that type of guy. See, and the Steelers obviously know that they need to get aggressive right now just by the you know how everything's unraveling. Obviously with Kellen Moore, with uh, you know Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris, like things are starting to connect. Where the Steelers are like, okay, we need we need to get on this. Yeah, when you call when you call Gerard Johnson, Tom's like, hey, uh, why don't you bring one of those books with you? <laughs> And you can leave it right here on my desk. Right, yeah, I just want to take a look at it. Let me take a little peek. Uh, when we come back, we'll actually get more into Gerard Johnson. I have a little theory where they can, um, where, where it fits into what Jeff is saying. Um, I'm not sure if I think that he's going to be the next offense coordinator, but I think he could be a nice little piece to the puzzle. We'll talk about that next. But first, a Bechtold headline. Just moments ago, as Tom Pellicero reported, Steelers are going to interview Texans quarterbacks coach Gerard Johnson today for their offensive coordinator job. Houston won a playoff game against the Cleveland Browns at home and led the offense with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. Stroud, one of the potential options to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kansas City at Baltimore, AFC Championship game, 3 o'clock. Detroit-San Francisco, 6.30 on Sunday. Here are both of those games right here on 93.7 The Fan, courtesy of Westwood One and on your Odyssey app. For more, go to 937thefan.com right now. Here's Doran. Whoever wins a big game in February gets a guaranteed ring. You know who else has a guaranteed ring? Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. If your fiance doesn't love her engagement ring for Noah, from Noah Gabriel, exchange the ring for one she loves up until a whole year after purchase. I guarantee you'll have a great experience at Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers. For that a perfect engagement ring, visit Noah Gabriel and Company Jewelers in Wexford or Ross Park Mall or visit them online, noahgabrielco.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Ben Morris Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Bechtel, they requesting to interview Gerard Johnson, or they are conducting an interview with Gerard Johnson? They will interview okay. Gerard Johnson. See, like, this is, and, and Jeff, what you were saying, like, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with what exactly you said in the last segment. I think that this could be an enticing move for Gerard Johnson because, you know, they're probably best suited to hire a more experienced offensive coordinator. But what they could offer to Gerard Johnson, he was the, uh, you know, he was the quarterback coach for the Texans, and that was basically his only role. But you give him the quarterback role and the pass game coordinator role, you're, you're filling the duties of having multiple voices and multiple eyes, and it's also – it's a, it's a promotion. So nobody's really – like why would you go to the Steelers, not take the offensive coordinator job, but make a lateral move? To me, if you offer at the end of the day, you know, quarterback coach, you can help develop Kenny Pickett. You can be a part of the game planning of the pass game, be pass game coordinator and quarterback coach. If that goes well, you will be an offensive coordinator next year. I think that that's what the Steelers can offer to somebody like Gerard Johnson and also fill in um, the hole of being a, a veteran play caller uh, that they need. Right, because there, there has to be a step forward or it's insanity to leave yeah. C.J. Stroud. Right, because you could ride those coattails to a really good position. I just don't think they've got to have somebody that has play calling experience. Uh, they ran into that trap of somebody who did have play calling experience, but never in the NFL, and that has been a, a point of contention with this team. They can't now just go because they're enamored with somebody who's a, who's a young quarterback who spent a little time in camp here once uh, and work with C.J. Stroud, and even if. There is some credit to him for what CJ did, uh, but you can pick his brain. You can absolutely do that, and it doesn't mean he's not a candidate. But find out what he's thinking. Yeah, like what it, ideas it, does he have exactly. that you might want to use? Exactly. I mean, I think that that's the part. That's a part of this process. But you also has to. You also have to be. You know, it has to be an expedited process because you can't kind of sit on your hands and and wait around because you know guys are going to get plucked as we you know as these things unravel. Uh, I think in a perfect world, if I were the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the two candidates that I, I've interviewed so far, knowing that they probably have their eyes set on somebody that will be the offensive coordinator, if these two guys, Gerard Johnson and Thomas Brown, if they don't get picked up, like I'm offering, I'm offering multiple roles to those two. Like Gerard Johnson, listen, we have our coordinator here. And that, let's say that the coordinator that they pick, you know, doesn't have the capabilities um, given to them to pick their own staff. Say the Steelers are going to pick handpick everybody. I'm picking an offensive coordinator that has play calling experience. Gerard Johnson would be my quarterback coach, pass game coordinator. Thomas Brown would be my running back coach and run game coordinator. Underneath the offensive coordinator that I would have. Okay. And th then you're you're moving into a direction and you're evolving. I think. And it doesn't matter about titles. Like titles are titles. Titles are get the to get the guys in the room and get the guys to sign on the the sheet of paper because it's more money and it's another title. I get that, but it's still you know they're still going to be have a voice more than they probably did uh, last year underneath Canada. From what I've heard, that Canada was really the final gavel on everything and really you know listen to people. But maybe it was one ear out the other. We're going to do it my way. I think that that if you offer those titles to the two candidates that you hired, if they don't get picked up anywhere. I think that you would be doing, uh, you know, a, a good deal for your offense and how you move forward. He has a relationship with Kirk Cousins. Are, are we 
Should we already start that train that that would be a package deal? Can the Steelers afford him? No. No, but what if they have a great relationship and he wanted to do a prove-it contract for, you know, lesser a lot, a lot lesser amount of money? I mean, it goes into the theory of, like, okay, like, we look around the, the AFC, we need a quarterback. And if you feel like you need it now and you feel like you're ready to, to make a splash now, I mean, why not? Doesn't seem like he wants to move off Minnesota at this point. All indication he wants to return. It's Do the Vikings want him back? I mean, Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to leave either. Yeah, no. I I mean, we could make it the connection that if they, you know, interview Bevel with uh, Russell Wilson too, um, that could be a package deal. I don't know if the Steelers – in Russell Wilson, and we talked about this the other day, Russell Wilson – could possibly come at a cheap price would be vet minimum. Like, I don't hate that at all. I really don't. Russell Wilson and Bevel together with Russell Wilson being on a minimum deal. I don't know. It's going to get, it, it's interesting. But I, I do believe that there's, the Steelers have their eyes set on somebody that is out there. They're going to interview candidates. They're going to get information. And if those candidates, and especially these two, I think that if they don't get a job being OCs or take a job anywhere else, if they're still available, I would offer the titles of quarterback coach, pass game coordinator, running back coach, run game coordinator. And I think that that would best suit the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward. You know what's crazy? For anybody not driving right now, go on the 49ers website and look at their coaching staff. Oof. You have to keep scrolling. So many they guys. Have so many names. So many guys. Why is the list so short here? That's, that's the question, and that's the direction that they need to head in, and I think that they uh, kind of recognize that, and definitely Tomlin recognized that in his uh, post-game or post-season right. press conference. And the crazy part about that is Shanahan knows a hell of a lot about offense, mm-hmm. but yet he still brings in all these other guys right. to get ideas and to work with people. Like, and they've had some pretty decent success. Maybe, maybe they're on to something, right? Maybe they're on to something. Coming up next, we're going to have a new segment on Fridays, Becky's Breakdowns. You're going to break down the four notable things that happened throughout the week, and uh, we're going to wrap the week up with that every Friday. So we're going to do that next. But first, the Becky headline. Gerard Johnson will interview for Steelers' offensive coordinator position today. The Steelers have already interviewed Thomas Brown of the Carolina Panthers for the OC job. Cliff Kingsbury, another name that's been rumored. Zach Robinson as well. He is expected to potentially follow Raheem Morris to Atlanta to become the offensive coordinator as Morris was hired in Atlanta to be their new head coach. After Bill Belichick got two interviews, Belichick's future is in question. Pitt basketball tomorrow at Miami, 2-15 tip-off. Our coverage right here on The Fan begins at 1.45. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com. What up, Crowley here for Hampton Beer Outlet. You know, I'm on paternity leave right now. I got two daughters here at home. I don't have time to drink beer, which means you need to pick up the slack. You need to drink beer for me, and you need to go to Hampton Beer Outlet for all your beer needs. They've got over 1,000 beers in stock, craft brews, local brews, domestic brews, anything you want. They got it, even non-alcoholic beers. It's not a beer distributor. It's an adult superstore. It's a playground. Great customer service. The best prices. Check them out. Hampton Beer Outlet, Route 8 in Hampton. Thorne Dickerson, Jeff Hathorn, Austin Bechtold behind the glass. A 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge, Route 19 in Peters Township. 
celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. New segment every Friday, Becky's Breakdowns. He's going to give us nice uh, song. things that are going on throughout that went on throughout the week. And we're going to wrap the week up with those things. Becky, go ahead. It's oh, yours. yes. This song is no. This is great like pick. A, any pit game you hear this song. This is I a love great this pick song. For this. Yeah. Good, great pick by you with this segment. This is my hype song, and we will play it every time coming into the segment. Love it. Beck told breakdowns. Let's go. Four stories that you probably didn't miss, but you definitely want to remember and talk about this week. All right, first off. Pitt Basketball West Virginia have extended the basketball backyard brawl through the next four seasons, 2027-28. What's the best rivalry in your guys' mind that's been taken away by conference realignment? can be locally, nationally. Pitt just playing basketball in the Big East again. Pitt-Penn State football obviously comes to mind for me. Pitt-West Virginia football is sticking around for a little bit longer, but what's the one that should be around forever? Mm, man, the one that should be around forever. I mean, I, I I love the West Virginia and the backyard brawl. I love that. I was a part of that. But I always wanted to play Penn State because I knew a lot of guys that went to Penn State, a lot of whoopy old guys. Uh, I have family ties that my uncle coached at Penn State, uncle coached at Pitt. So I personally always wanted to play Penn State. And whenever they brought that rivalry back, um, I, I thought there was a lot of hype around it, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. So for me, I would love to see Pitt Penn State play Football, I, I think they should play football and basketball every year. Just bring that back. But that's mine. Forget damn Penn State at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, you're happy with West Virginia. Outside of this area, the game I remember as a kid that should happen every year, Nebraska-Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a game I wanted to see every year. On Tuesday, Todd Helton, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer joined Jim Leland in the class of 2024 for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Billy Wagner, how about this, in his ninth year of eligibility fell Five votes Cook. short, and Ron Cook, that's where I'm going with this, Jeff, said yesterday that if he does not vote for you on the first ballot, he will not vote for you at all. Does not change his mind whatsoever on if you're a Hall of Famer or not. I would vote for Billy Wagner, one of the best closers in baseball. Ron is a small hall guy. Where do you guys fall on this? Do you think that players should get in depending on if they were the best at their own position? He was a small hall guy. I'm not, let's put everybody in, but there are a lot of worthy candidates right now that are on the ballot, and I think all three that got in, Helton, Beltray, and Maurer, maybe not so much Helton because he played in Colorado, are Hall of Famers. If you dominate during your time, you should get in. If you're the absolute best player during the time that you played and probably consistently, and that's how you get into the Hall of Fame because you do it consistently, you're regarded as one of the best, you get in. So if we regard him as one of the best, you should get in. If you're clean and you're one of the best, then, yes, then you should get in. Uh, there are two names to me that, that need to be in the damn Hall of Fame, and I know people can associate Greenies with the first guy. Dave Parker's a damn Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. Dave Parker dominated the game. He was the – he and Clemente were the five-tool players. Like They could do it all. Parker could do it all, and it, there shouldn't be a Hall of Fame without Dave Parker. And the other one to me that I think now just spent his 10th year, Omar Vizquel. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. If Ozzie Smith is in the Hall of Fame, Omar Vizquel, because he was better than Ozzie Smith. Well, Jeff, a lot of what we're seeing with Omar Vizquel is stuff that's going on off the field, and it's kind of like Kurt Schilling and the comments that he made in the media. Next one, the Penguins scored on themselves during a delayed penalty on Monday. The last time, at least that I found, that it happened was by a former Penguin. January 8th of 2022, Former Penguin Carl Hagelin for Washington on a delayed penalty threw the puck all the way down the ice. 
into the offensive zone, and, well, he scored on his own net against Minnesota. What's the most embarrassing sports moment that you've ever had, Doran? I ever had? <laughs> oh, man, that I ever had? Oh, man. Or one that comes to mind for you. One that comes to mind? Jeez. Dropping a pass to probably dropping a pass to probably go to the playoffs when I was with the Lions in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was a flat route. I was wide open. If I had caught it, I would have got the first down. We probably would have ran the clock out, and I kind of ruined the season for the Lions. Yeah. Do you have any good sports memories? Yeah, I got a lot of hate mail. I got a lot of hate, sports memories? Hate, hate comments for that one. Yeah, it wasn't quite at that level. Uh, yeah, I've had a, a few. Um, I, I'll go with this one. Freshman football, special teams. I told my mom because for whatever reason she needed to you know, dress me. Uh, hey, make sure because she had washed the uniform. Don't forget the belt. No belt. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play the game. You got the girdle pads. You know, you're, you're, I'm going to be good. Engage with the dude. Pants fall down. Ooh, oh. that's a bad one. <laughs> that's bad. And the dude that was shooting the video, um, like, didn't follow the play after that. Just followed me trying to, like, <laughs> to pull, pull my pants back up. That was a hard one to recover from. We played in the Diocesan Championship, or maybe it was the third place game in, like, my seventh or eighth grade volleyball year. And the, the lines in Ulsh were very odd. So the ball went right past me. Never even saw it. Thought it was out of bounds. Real quick, Dora. This is my favorite one. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris has reportedly accepted the Atlanta Falcons job. It's now confirmed. Zach Robinson will probably get the OC spot. So Seattle and Washington are the only places that don't have head coaches. Bill Belichick had two yeah, interviews in Atlanta, and they passed. Do you know the last time Bill Belichick was not coaching in the NFL? This stunned me when I saw this last night. Whenever, the last time, like the last year he was not he coaching. He was not in, a coach at all. Not an assistant, a coach whatsoever. Probably 1979. 85. 1974. Ooh. The Steelers close. won their first Super Bowl. Wow. The top five songs in 1974, The Way We Were by Barbara Streisand, Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, Love's Theme, Love Unlimited Orchestra, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, Dancing Machine by the Jackson 5, The Penguins were seven years old, Nixon resigned from office, Bill's coach Sean McDermott was born. He's freaking Wikipedia right now. (laughs) Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. Doran, you were negative 14 years old. I was negative 49. (laughs) My dad graduated high school that year. Look at that. Bechtel, great job. How That's fantastic. That? Fantastic. Love that fun. segment. That was that was fun. Man, We're gonna talk Belichick facts. a little later, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll will. save my snarky comments yeah, for that. Yeah, we get we gotta get into Belichick a little bit later. We're coming up next. Uh there's two matchups that I love in the in the AFC NFC games this coming weekend. We'll talk about that, break that down. Those two matchups are they're enticing. Um whenever we throw those games on on Sunday. First fan weather. Brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com today, high of 58 with cloudy skies throughout the day. High of 49 tomorrow with a low of 40. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.